0: get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun.
1: You don't need to save the world. You don't need to be responsible. You don't need to work to move the needle. You just heal yourself and you will be healing the world.
0: Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to the podcast. So we've been on this vacation for the last few days and uh, we were on a boat yesterday and it was so beautiful. And I was just watching the dolphins swim, just watching them dance their dance, just watching them do what they, what they were put here to do. And I just think about how just unbelievably fascinating it is, you know, all of the Beauty in this world that just knows how to be in alignment. You know the rings of Saturn and the rivers in Colorado, and sometimes you you see it. You know in this world and people, you see certain people just in flow, just doing what they're meant to do. And then there's this other aspect where you can feel it in, in yourself, or maybe you see it around you, or sometimes there's such a resistance to just being fully and totally in this state of alignment. Right. I remember years ago watching Cirque du Soleil and I started to cry because there was a moment at which I couldn't tell the difference between these acrobats and the ribbons that they were holding. It was just this infinite unbroken chain of energy. And, uh, it's really amazing the more you meditate because you start to be really clear that you are this part of you that that's a witness to everything, this higher self, this consciousness. And you stop, you stop identifying so much with all this heaviness, with this constant feeling of stress and fight or flight with this, this sort of emotional addiction. And you start to feel a very different vibration And I posted yesterday on my Instagram, like the most important thing that we can attend to is our vibrational habit. It's like, what, what habit do we have vibrationally? Where are we living from? What level of mind are we living every day? Because when you tune that to the receiver, right, then you get to just swim. You get to just live. You get to just drink in life force. And it's amazing how much of a magnet you become. And this is why I do retreats, because I feel like this is the most important work to do to help us to move out of resistance, out of that block, so that we can just be here as we were meant to be, just this beautiful, surrendered, gorgeous flow of energy, just a conduit for love, a conduit for expansion. So our next retreat is going to be in Malibu at a beautiful ranch. You're just going to love it. And uh, it's August 1st through the 3rd. You can sign up and grab your spot at kathyheller.com slash retreat. I'm so looking forward to the meditations, the conversations about abundance, the rewiring, the subconscious program, the sound bath, the breath work. It's just going to be so good. The food, the people, the people, the people, the people, the women that will be there, the space, you know, just what we're going to create the amount of expansion and creativity and thought and, uh, love and healing. It's going to be beautiful. If you want to join us, go to kathyheller.com retreat before it sells out. We are so excited. Really, really can't wait. So today, speaking of expansion and energy, Danielle Laporte is back. She is a bestselling author. She's an inspirational speaker, an entrepreneur, a podcast host, a blogger. She's really sensational. In fact, she gets over 5 million visitors a month just to her website alone. She's part of Oprah's Super Soul 100. She's the creator of the Heart Centered Membership and Leadership Program, and she's written Best selling books like Firestarter Sessions, White Hot Truth, and Desire Map, which we talked about during her first time on the podcast a few years ago. But today we're going to talk a little bit about her new book that's coming out in the fall. It's called How to Be Loving as Your Heart is Breaking Open and Our World is Waking Up. And it's all about how to use the genius of your heart to create conditions for healing yourself and this one collective human world. This book is going to help you stop fighting your ego come into balance with love, identify with your divine nature, and so much more. It's packed with magical lessons, plus reflective practices, and inspirational mini posters. So definitely pre-order your copy. You can also listen to Danielle's podcast. It's called With Love, Danielle. It's her one-woman show where she covers topics like self-realization, self-respect, self-agency, spirituality, compassion, and serving the world with dignity and kindness. She always has just so much wisdom to share. So definitely check it out. It's such a joy to spend this time with Danielle again. She's one of the most present and authentic people I know, and she speaks her truth. You're going to really love what she has to say, and I think how her words can heal our inner child and why generously giving is our real, and why generosity and is really our natural state and how we can be a stand for love. You're just going to hear so much good stuff. So without further ado, please welcome the one and only Danielle Laporte. Danielle, for you to start this off, it just feels so... Meant to be, because as I said, you are one of my favorite um, things of yours that I've reposted is love is our calling, something mm. you wrote. Mm. And I want to start there because it, it, it ties in nicely with your upcoming book. It ties in nicely with your podcast. What does that mean to you? Love is our calling.
1: I think that's why we're here. I think it's why we're here today. I think that's why we're here in community. I think it's why we incarnate. It's why we're born. It's why we're in relationship. All healing happens in relationships. Can't underestimate the importance of relating. And some of us hear the call. Some of us are not picking up. Yeah. And to me, that's what it means to be loving in all that we do. Is what it means to be successful, to get it right. You know, it's like a multi dimensional definition of success instead of just, you know, clicks and stuff.
0: Yeah, and stuff. And one of the things that you've been helping so many people to do over the years is desire mapping, right? Looking at what it is that we truly desire and allowing that into our life. And so often, people are asking the question, like, what do I need to do? And, you know, another question is, who do I need to be in order for this to come into my life? And it seems as though there is this idea that if there were just a certain amount of steps or strategies, that might sort of get us to all that we desire. And one of the things that I've loved just being in your world, being, absorbing your work, is that love really is a path to all we desire. Can you talk a little bit about that and And how manifesting what you desire might be on the other side of more love in your life. What does that mean?
1: Well, I'm really interested now in what I call inclusive manifestation. So I think the day of the bucket list is gone, but I'll put a fine point on it. The day of the self-centered bucket list is gone. Goals that mostly do two things. One, just serve ourselves and then sort of kill us on the way to like making it happen. It's over. It's over. We have adrenal fatigue. Our planet is a mess. So let's take a different approach. So a heart-centered approach to this is you get to have what you want to have for yourself. But first the intention is it's more aspirational. It's like, I want to embody things. I yes. want to embody virtues. I want to be loving. I want to be compassionate. I want to be radiant. I want to be resilient. Those are qualities. Those are qualities of soul consciousness. It's not about a, a getting or a having or a taking. It's about a being. And that, that embodiment will show up in your work and your voice memos and how you make money and how you make dinner and how you relate. So there's that. So it's about desiring higher. And then it's about real inclusiveness, you know, like, look, I'm into vision boards. Sure. Have a vision board and sure journal. You know, I write down things that I'm aspiring for. I am not, I'm not crazy about goals. Like I say to D on my team, like, if you want to set goals, set goals. I don't really, you know, because I'm going to do my best no matter what. And my soul and life is going to direct my course really no matter what. So if you tell me we're aiming for 100 or 500 or whatever it is it doesn't like it doesn't really matter to me. But I feel like it's my capacity and it's my responsibility to have a vision. And as someone who wants to be awake and conscious and loving, I'm going to bake that vision with love. So when I have that vision there's kind of like there's love in the middle of it, but also when I'm going to feel And I'm going to see, and I'm going to smell all those things we do. That's part of visualizing effectively It's a very sensual experience. It's got to be vivid. I'm going to see how my happiness is going to contribute to somebody else's happiness. So like, what if vision boards included images of like, it gets to be you and your hot person and the car and the whatever, but what if our vision boards included restored forests
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or you know, like I just shared an image this week that, this. that Marianne Williamson put out of mm-hmm. the people who were involved in the current decision-making process for whether Russia was going to go to war or not with Ukraine. And it's a very, I'm going to say, you know, there's probably about 25 individuals at that table. Um, they are all male. Mm-hmm. They I'm guessing they all appear to be over 50
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I only saw one brown face at that table. Mm -hmm. So what if our vision boards included images of diversity at boardroom tables or lush green neighborhoods Mm -hmm. or happy children, or you, you know, a picture of you and your mom reconciled. Mm -hmm. So like my happiness extends to everybody else's happiness. So, and people say, well, what's that got to do with me manifesting my partner or my first big sale or whatever my business? Well, how is how are you and your partner going to serve the world? How is you making your first great sale going to lead to a donation or some form of service?
0: Danielle, we've done 600 episodes. I've never heard this and I am here for it. I love it. I have to say that this is so phenomenal and I want to show a Venn diagram for a second, because yesterday somebody asked me the question, if you are in a moment where you're feeling sadness, so you're feeling self-doubt, you're suffering, you're in a moment where you're, you're suffering, how do you get back to this place of being connected to wholeness and all of this? And we we were kind of like bouncing around some ideas. And one of the things I thought woke me up in the middle of the night. I was like, oh, this is the answer. When you give, when you're in a state of generosity, it feels so good, right? And this idea that so often women will come to me and say, gosh, I have such a hard time thinking of receiving. It's like, who am I to receive? And that's, that's a sidebar. However, yes. when you see the infinity sign that it like comes in and goes out, comes in and goes out, I love because it allows this ego to get a little quieter and say, wait a minute, I desire this so that I can flow back into the world so that I can give. Let's talk about that. Because you are the first person to say this that I've ever heard. And do you feel that that is also um, helpful in feeling better? Like for us to feel better is focusing on how we can contribute, how we can give, how we
1: can reverberate more into the world. I believe that we feel better when we're generous because it's our natural state. You know, like there's always this conversation in the wellness space about being authentic and genuine and and your true self and all of that. Your true self is generous. Your true self is generous. Your true self, this is a big one for a lot of us to embrace. Your true self is actually very forgiving. Mm. The default of the heart is always going to be to say, it's okay. But then, like, the ego mind comes in and says, no, you know, accountability and maybe I should sue and you did this and I got boundaries and all of this, right? No, the soul is just like, it's all right. I have space for you and I have space for me. So when we give, we're being our divine selves. We're, yeah. we're home and it's universal law. This is, I'm so glad you brought up the infinity loop. I mean, to give is to receive. And my experience with giving has been, this goes back to my very early days, like one of my first real jobs. And my mm-hmm. last jobs was I worked for the body shop Canada. I worked at home office and, you know, I started pumping peppermint foot cream and cutting soap, work my way up. <laughs> and we I did this
0: picture you in the body shop,
1: and it's not it uh, it great. Dewberry soap and all of it. <laughs> and we did a, we had a project and a campaign where some of the team, the staff, I mean, there are hundreds of Uh, Mm -hmm. staff all over the world. We went to Romania to work in the orphanages. And I was like 20, nothing. And you're working with kids who have been abandoned. I mean, it's just squalor. You wouldn't even, yeah. And that was my first experience of like, I couldn't tell if I was giving or if I was receiving, like I was there to like, love them and try and clean them up and feed them and play with them and, and educate. And I was there to be like this salvation and this right. volunteer. And, and then I went through some guilt of like, I'm getting so much back from these kids. Right. Is this, but I realized like, I think that's the center of the infinity loop is your beautiful. It's just all comes back. You put it out. It comes back. It's so
0: beautiful. Uh, speaking of Marion Williamson, she was here. And at the end of the episode, I said, tell us one thing that if people are listening that they could do today, because gosh, is she is she here to make the world better, right? She uses all of her time to do that. And I was blown away. She said, you know what I want you to do? Make a list of three people who you could forgive, who you could see with the eyes of compassion and text that person today. And so I did that Mm -hmm. and it felt so good. I didn't even realize how much bandwidth, these were really like all like friendships, like over the years, who sort of, well, we had a little thing and it's not a big deal, but we don't really talk, you know, those kind of things that happen. And it was like, no, it was it was a deal. And mm-hmm. it was so beautiful. And I loved that th- she went to that point. It's like, if you want to make make the world better, instead of like thinking only about what's going on the other side of the world, it's like, who could you
1: forgive today? You know what? That is, it's brilliant. And on my walks every morning, you know, my prayer is always like, for reciprocity with all that, you know, all the love that's being given and reconciliation. If we could just reconcile, if we could just be gentle and just reconcile, if we want to add to that or up it, Mm -hmm. you could text three people and ask for their forgiveness Mm. because forgiving is big. I'm not, I'm not underestimating how big it is to but we need to be careful with forgiving that. We're not reaching out and saying, I forgive you what you right, did. Right, you right. Know? <laughs> there's like a little hook in there, right? Everybody can think of a relationship right now where somebody did them wrong. Somebody screwed you over, sure. lied, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And like legit, they were like 90% not great. And you were just 10% not great. You can ask for forgiveness for your 10%. Yeah. And you have to be in a place. Yeah. I mean, this is superhuman stuff. You have to do be in a place where you're not looking for them to say, Oh, I'm sorry that I was 90% a mm-hmm. loser in this. Just say, <laughs> you know, hey, I did this. I wish I would have done it differently. Yeah. I'm just saying sorry. Just peace. Yeah. That's it. And you will get high. It is a great forgiving, and forgiveness is a natural high.
0: Yeah. It's It's so good. It's so true. I want to go back to the infinity loop because Mm -hmm. holy smokes, it's amazing how when it comes to the women who listen to this show and the women who come through these programs, there is so much integrity that. The idea of receiving, it's always, that's what comes up. It's so much easier for me to give. It's so hard to receive. Or, you know, yes, I could do all this, but for somebody to pay me for my Etsy work or for somebody to pay me for my coaching, forget it. And it's, we go into this whole shame spiral, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the allowing, right? To receive and then how that really is offering abundance and offering more expansion to the world. How is that possible? Why, why do you think women aren't
1: allowing, aren't receiving?
0: Well, one thing is out of being out of practice. And mm. Jensen Chero said to me, we don't, we have shame around not feeling permission to feel this good or have so much. So I thought that was
1: interesting too. Mm. I to think about that for a minute. Cause I think about, there's two kinds of receptivity. So there's Receiving higher guidance, which I'd love to talk about, okay. and then there's receiving all the good stuff—the love that's already there. Mm-hmm. But you're creating that, like you're bringing in those people. Everybody you're in, you're, you are in relationship with is a reflection of you. So, I have to—I have to run this through my own filter of like, am I receiving all the love that's there for me? Why do I block the love? Right. It's the ego. So we're trained to think that the ego is this grandiose, arrogant, too big for her britches entity outside of ourselves. That is one way the ego shows up. The other way the ego shows up is I am not worthy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sabotage my prosperity and my relationships, and I'm going to test. So the ego is shame. The ego is playing small. This is very tricky, shadowy territory too, because we're also, so if we get into this con- the conversation as we are about like <laughs> receiving stuff and receiving abend- abundance and charging what you're worth and all this, let's go down the charge what you're worth and double your prices, which I see a lot in our space, right? That can be very ego driven. How about charge what your heart says to charge mm-hmm. and your ego may fight you. Your ego may say you are worth more and you are not, you do not have an abundance mindset, but that can just really be another expression of greed. And you're you're looking to someone else to like fill the hole in your soul where your heart is more like, Hey, I'm going to have accessibility pricing, or I'm okay. Charging less because this feels really joyful and really loving. And, you know, my experience is someone comes down the road later (laughs) with big bucks and says, Hey, we have this budget. And you go, great. We're all aligned. So I'm not so for rules around worth and abundance, because I think those rules can be upheld by our woundedness and that like to be really alive and yes, really prosperous and really productive. You have to be here every day. I'm not saying you go change your policies every day about what you're charging and what you're worth and your scale and all of that but I'm different than I was yesterday. I know more than I did yesterday. The world is a little more frayed than it was. I meet a different person. They need a break. I meet a different person. They got the money. It's just,
0: yeah.
1: your heart is present. It's present. It's today. Yeah. I
0: yeah. think that's that's beautiful. That's also something I haven't heard. And I will say, I don't enjoy the charge what you're worth thing because I personally don't think it has anything to do with what you're worth. I think it's a a dance of like, what is the other person just wanting to exchange for the energetic that they feel is like sort of matching in this vibration? I look at it in a very sort of more, I don't know, woo-woo sort of a way. But what I will say is that it does feel like I hear a lot of scarcity. I hear about a lot of resistance to not only is money out there scarce, but love is too. And I feel like bringing it back to the love conversation, which again, is going to be great to tie into your upcoming book, which is how to be loving, there is a whole world in which people think that love is earned. Oh, yes.
1: Which is, is a brilliant point. <laughs> so I want
0: to hear your thoughts. Cause that, that very much shows up in people's shadow work
1: around right. money and right. like
0: all gets connected.
1: Yes. You see, I'm laughing at that. I yeah. l- <laughs> like, I just, it's ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You don't earn love. You are love. There is a consciousness. There is a higher energy. There is source. Call it what you want. God, infinity, the divine feminine. It is keeping you alive. No matter what you do, you wake up every morning. Something is breathing you. No matter what you do, life is bringing you resources and food and people to love and be loved by like, this is, this is the stuff. This is the stuff. the stuff energy decided to make more energy. You are a ray of light in the, in the light that is, and there's nothing to earn. This this is the work. This is why we're here. This is the healing. And this is the love. No matter what you do, you are supported. You do not need to earn your keep. You don't, you don't need to save the world. You don't need to be responsible You don't even need to show up in your culture, in your society. You don't need to work to move the needle. You just heal yourself and you will be healing the world. You just work on your issues around love. You accept, best thing, everybody, you want to make the world a better place? Beautiful. You are conscious and you are loving. Thank you. Accept yourself. That is is the most direct route to making the world a better place. That is the most direct route to strong immunity systems, to medical freedom, to unity, to dissolving polarity, accept yourself, accept your rage, accept your shame, accept your brilliance, accept your greed and your gifts and your divinity and how blessed you are, accept your beauty, accept your just, it's all in because if you all those parts of yourself you've created all of that you created your brilliance you created your kids you created your your neuroses you created your panic attacks you created your wealth bring it all in and love it or we're just going to be in this shit show called the global awakening longer than we have to be yeah like it's going to get messier probably going to get messier yeah. and um we can do this gracefully yeah, I. I do this gracefully.
0: Some of you know Dan Harris from Ten Percent Happier, and he had a panic attack on national TV, which led him into a discovery of mindfulness and meditation. And he said, "Kathy, you know it all boils down to shame. Like when there's this part that has shame for another part, all of a sudden, like we we're not able to be with whatever is." And I wanted to ask you this because your new book I've mentioned a few times already. We're going to talk about it more. How to be loving? Deepak Chopra said to me that one of the main ways he knows that we're failing as a society is because the number two cause of death in kids and teenagers is suicide and i said why do you think that is and he said because we don't know who we are Mm -hmm. we've created these egos and then we think we're this ego when we were we are really not i am kathy heller we're just the i am just the i am part that's who you really are right but Danielle, mm-hmm. it's so easy with the messaging around us and the, the brainwashing of people believe in the illusion of separateness and scarcity so much mm-hmm. and this ego that we build, like you said, that we don't know how to come back to. Most people don't have a easy, accessible way to get to that memorized feeling of here I, here I actually am, right? So I don't have to bump up against all these stories All the time. Because if you want to be loving to the world, what's the old, you know, love your neighbor like yourself? Well, if you don't know what that means, what's self, what's love, what's love for self, how are you going to do that for your neighbor? So, how do you help people unpack that and find their way to what does that mean, self? And what does it mean to love the self and to sustain it, to be able to be in that place, not just when we're listening to you, but to live there more frequently?
1: Yeah. Well, I agree with Deepak, of course. I am. But hey, I am in my kitchen having a meltdown. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Which is really your your question. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of portals in, there's a lot of touchstones, there's a lot of tools, there's a lot of visuals. One is how can you help love your inner child? So every morning, sometimes a few times throughout the day, always at night, I put my right hand on my belly. I put my thumb in my navel. So that's all lower chakra survival, creative. will. I put my left hand on my heart and I say to my inner child, what can I do to bring you into balance? How can I support you? And I always get an answer. That's really simple. Sleep more, hang out with people who make you laugh, yoga, go for a walk in the morning air. You're working too much. I like water, <laughs> My inner child often say, I like water. So we come up with these symbols like inner child for our unconsciousness, for our subconscious self. And we start to engage with what's unconscious because for most of us, for all of us, we're on the planet. We're not enlightened. We're all still here. You know, for most of us, it's our, <laughs> our unconscious that's running the show. So like, imagine like, Imagine that you're just an actor on stage and you're not, you didn't come up with those lines, and someone is telling you what to do. That's how most of us are living our lives. We're just acting according to the script. That's great. That but this part of ourself that's unhealed and in the dark is saying, date him. Say that. Oh eat God. that because I'm unhealed and I'm unneedy and I think I'm unworthy. So you go do that. And we, as these Beautiful, capable people in bodies with brains supported by the universe. We go do what this voice in the basement is telling us to do until we wake, wake up a little more. So why don't we just engage with the voice in the basement, put your hand on your belly and your left hand on your heart and say, what do you need?
0: I'm blown away by that, right? That hit Danielle. When I had you here the first time a few years ago, I remember you saying to me, You know, there's a lot of addictions where when you're struggling, you know, people are there for you to hold the space. But if you are crushing it at work, people say, that's amazing. Meanwhile, you could be a workaholic or something like that. And i was sitting there and you said, what about you? And I was literally sitting there talking to you at the time I wasn't on Zoom. We were just listening uh, on earbuds and I was just crying. I was like, that's totally my addiction, and you said, because it's one thing to just like ignore it. But then, you know, when you get the real breakthrough, you go, hang on a minute. Uh, this isn't okay, actually. I'm actually going to shine a light on this and say this isn't okay. And it wound up that conversation was so, it was just so powerful. It was like an atom bomb. And I wound up going to this place called OnSite. It's amazing. And the last day, the therapist whispered in my ear, someone was playing me as a little girl. And she said, go over to her and whisper in her ear and tell her, you don't have to live here anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm coming to get you. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I came home from that with so much medicine. Like it was like a control alt delete on my life. And that conversation I had with you opened the door to that because you were really on, you were like, let's get honest. Is it really okay? Okay yeah, you're doing Mm -hmm. yoga and all the things, but are you really okay? Like why this need to achieve so much? What is that about? So Mm -hmm. thank you for that. And this is something that feels scary. You know, Janine Roth talks about like, it feels like if we feel the feelings, they're just going to swallow us. So how can we make space to weave in this beautiful, as you just described, this place to hold this inner child without feeling like you're going to be totally engulfed by it and never be able to come back out?
1: be the mother, stand up. You're loving. You're capable. You got this far. You know how to work an iPhone. You have had children. (laughs) You have a driver's license. You have been feeding yourself grow up. And I mean that in the most loving way. It's like, we are capable. We are capable. Like let's use our resilience and put it in the right place. Like, you know, all this, this, this strength and the courage and the bravery and resilience and all that, you know, what we do is we use our strength. We put it in the wrong direction, which is like, let's go crush it. And let's go please all these people and let's go buy all this stuff and bring more stuff into our life. And let's use all of my vivacity, my vitality to like, look good, wrong direction, Use it to say to your inner child, to your subconscious, use it to say to your paranoia, to your workaholic self, use your, your resilience to, to speak to your addiction and say, I've got you. This is how I speak to my subconscious. I say, God has me and I've got you Mm -hmm. and I'm never leaving. And on the hardest days when my subconscious is speaking to me and through my body and is like, giving me some kind of pain in my tooth or my back or whatever. And it's like Mm. this chronic thing. I say to that pain, I know it's my subconscious coming to the, to the surface to be loved. And I say, I've got you. What do you need? Okay. You need rest. You need some probiotics. You need some vitamin, whatever. Okay. And you can come tomorrow because I'm that strong. Mm because something is holding me and I will hold you. I am intelligent enough and responsible enough to keep saying to my wounded self, I'm still here. Oh, look, you're still neurotic. I'm still here. You're still needy. You're still greedy. You're still Eric. All those things we judge us I'm still here. I love you no matter what. I'm mean, going to listen. You know what? I love you so much. I'm going to stay with you this whole lifetime and beyond. And we make these vows to other people, yeah. you know, these kind of almost impossible, but entirely attainable vows that I'm going to love you till death do we part, death do we part. Yeah. Do that to your crazy side and see what happens. What will happen, I'm going to guess, is the craziness, however you define it, your shame, your addictive, your workaholism. It just starts to relax a bit. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's
0: very, very powerful. Let me ask you this question because so many people have these big dreams that they, they do desire, right? They desire to be in a better relationship or they desire to create more abundance or take a trip or leave their job they don't like. And then sometimes when they feel like, but wait a minute, I'm still, there's parts of me that are still feeling Anxious or broken. And if manifesting is not getting what you want, but getting more of what you are, it feels sometimes mm-hmm. like I'm taking two steps forward, but will I ever get there? And I think it's easy for people sometimes to say to themselves, well, I'm looking at Danielle, and she's already so successful. So it's like it's easy for her to say this. But do you believe and can you speak to if somebody feels like they are miles from where they want to be? Like Jensen Cheryl was living in a garage eating Kansas tuna fish, right? If, if they're in that, that's, that's what she's described. So let's say somebody's in the equivalent of whatever they think is that space. Are they really so far away? Do they have to be totally whole and healed and good at all this stuff? Or can we allow in and create more of what really feels good now?
1: Right now, right now, there's a couple layers to this. One is comparison. You never know what someone is going through. I mean, I am well right now. I could be fighting for my life. I'm yeah. just really good at showing up. So you never know. I'm going to reverse this. You never know if you have exactly what somebody else wants that you're admiring. So someone can have the box and you know, deep love. You mm-hmm. had an incredible mother. You feel held by the universe. So right. it just let's like kind of dissolve comparison. Everybody starts somewhere and it has to be today. And the thing is like, you can't this is like the cheesiest lesson that you get from your twenties when you walk into any new age bookstore. And it's true, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like success really is the quality of the journey. So it's like, you want peace. You can't fight your way to peace. You can't delay peace. You have to make today peaceful. You want union and you want intimacy, find the union and find the intimacy in your life today. Like this is intimate. This is cool. Like one of my things, my rackets, although I never personally did landmark, just so you know, but I know how landmark, I've had enough, I've been to enough graduations. Like, you know, one of my rackets is I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And I can run into this all the time. It can be technology and be like, I'll just figure it out. I, I download it. I got it. And it comes up in all of my interactions, all of my relationships. It could be someone who is, you know handing me my lunch in the cafe, or it can be with my partner. I'm like, I got it. And how this works against me is I have this old story about not being supported. And I have this, I'll tell you, I have this alter ego named Connie and she's this Italian housewife. <laughs> and I call her Connie. And Connie is just like, fuck it, I got it, you know, and, <laughs> and what, but this is how she sets it up. This is a self-sabotage. So let's be really clear. Connie is my unhealed self. Connie has not grown up yet. She's hurt. I have to love Connie. So what Connie does is sometimes is she'll just, she just walks her life thinking you're going to, you know, you are not going to meet my needs you are B league and I need a league. And you can imagine, you know, that doesn't go down very well with the manifestation guides.
0: <laughs> I just have to give you yet another genuine compliment, which is to say it's always so fun to sit with you or watch you go live because you're here and saying everything for the first time. You'll be like, Oh, this was fun. Let's say this. And I, mm. I think that that in and of itself is such a beautiful thing to model that, there's not like this, okay, I have to prep. And I have to, every time I see you sharing, it's right now in this moment, here's what's mm-hmm. coming up. I feel like people need permission to do that more.
1: I don't prep, but I do prep. I never prep for conversations, but I get up and I meditate every morning. And until I am right with my soul, yes, no conversation is going to be as vibrant as it can be. And that's all I got to do. I set it and I forget it. And I'm praying throughout the day and all of that. But like in the meditation, I set my intention. May my thoughts be filled with the thoughts of God. You know, may I know that I'm supported. I want to go back and finish this conversation about support and about eating tuna fish in your kitchen and just starting, right? Yeah. Which is you have to find what you want today. So whatever you're longing for, you're aspiring for, the goals you set, the money, the service, the cleaning up your neighborhood, where does it exist right now? It's like, there are people who love you. You may want the guy. There's someone who makes you laugh and maybe they're married and they're not your person and all of that, but it's just like, you have to look for those qualities and be grateful for them today. So my work, Connie's work. Mm -hmm is to see how I am so supported. Yeah. Always, always life has never left me. I'm so supported. I celebrate all forms of support I have in my life all the time.
0: It's so good. I did some work with Byron Katie and she like, she made all my problems go away. All my problems. I was just like, well, this, this, this. And she's like, "Nope, nope, 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 nope. And it was just like, I said to her, I finished interviewing Matthew McConaughey. And as I was already walking down the stairs, I knew that my husband was going to suck all the energy I had away. And she goes, that's amazing that you knew that before you even walked in the room. So who sucked (laughs) your energy away? What are you talking about? And I was like, oh my God, I'm constantly looking for evidence, right? that this is happening. She goes, can we flip the, uh, let's look at the other evidence. How do you do that to yourself? And why do you do that to yourself? Why don't you sit yes. down for five minutes before you leave that office and just enjoy it for yourself? And then what if you looked at it and said, Oh my gosh, look at the evidence of how this person shows up for me. What would you find? I start bawling. We did that with yeah. every single category of my life. And she's like, you have no problems. Go enjoy your you life. No
1: problems.
0: What the hell? No problem. The suffering that goes on.
1: Yes. All suffering happens in the mind and you can also apply that to. So it's like, you're doing this little prognosticate of like, ah, oh, this isn't going to work. And here's why, and here's why. And, and then the mind will go off and pull out some evidence. Like, well, once upon a time, that person was late. So they're going to be late again. Yeah. Right. So like, we're always reaching, but I think, you know, another way to level, we're just up leveling uh, throughout this whole conversation. Another way to up level this <laughs> is to look at everybody in your life who is aggravating you, who is pissing you off, who you, you are judging. Like you don't like their hair. You don't like their politics. You don't like how that you, whatever it is. What about them do I have in me? And it's a beautiful exercise that you can do without punishing yourself. It's just like, oh, I do that. Oh, I did that before. Oh, I remember the time I was like that. Yep, you can really do it with compassion and you melt for yourself and you melt for them. And then we've solved all the world problems oh, in yeah. this conversation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We totally have my mother-in-law. She passed away um, a year ago, but I used mm-hmm. to, of course, it's very like stereotypical, but it was true. I was always like, she's controlling and she's this. And I started looking at it. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't like that she controls him. I control him constantly. I'm constantly controlling him. That's why I didn't like their dynamic. And it was so healing. And of course she and I, our birthdays are like three days apart. I was like, yeah, right. Okay. So yeah, there was something there. And it was such a gift. Next two things I want to talk about is in fact your book. So in this book, we've already talked about some of the sort of like, sort of ideas behind it, but you explore some beautiful things inside of this book. And there's so many juicy ones, but one of the things you talk about is, how to identify with our divine nature. And you also talk about the misidentifications that cause suffering. So I wanted to talk about those two things we were just talking about suffering. So either one, whichever one you feel like talking about, why did you put those two topics in the book?
1: I'm going to turn to the Buddha for this. So Buddhism teaches that all suffering comes from misidentification. All suffering comes from what you identify with. So, I'm going to put a fine point on it, which is suffering comes from identifying as being small and separate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the mm, not a shortcut, but here's like a nice gold nugget to hold in your hand when you're in pain. You can just say to yourself, I'm not the pain. I'm not the pain. Huh. Like, or I will say to myself, Am I the wound or am I the healer? I'm the healer. Good. I'm the consciousness that is seeing this pain. So in the book, I talk a lot. I use the imagery, a lot of the sky. You are vast. You're the sky, your emotions and your thoughts. And a lot of the events in your life and the thoughts about the events in your life are clouds. They're just the weather. You're still the sky. So you are this great vast being, this consciousness that is like having this experience which means you can blow the clouds away you've got what it takes to accommodate this the clouds do not crush the sky the events of your life are not going to destroy you so big you are bigger you can love on this you can forgive it you can stop obsessing about it you can text three people and say i'm sorry you got you can do this you can do this. So beautiful.
0: And part of this, I think you just answered the question and that's how you identify with your divine nature. Cause you said, I am the consciousness. I am all of this. I'm not the clouds in the sky. That is so gorgeous. That's poetry. I can see why you want the audio version to come out first because it's beautiful. It's like music listening to it. This book is going to be so healing. And you also, this podcast, I saw you did an episode just recently So tell us a little bit about this podcast. Uh,
1: Yes. I put out an episode called four questions about something about having better relationships, deeper relationships. And those are the four questions that have emerged from like me falling in love and really in, you know, I am in love. Uh, It's a new love. And one question is tell me everything. And that is something my man would offer to me and just say like, there was no restrictions. It wasn't like, how was your day? It's so limited. It's like, tell me everything just has me like show up. Well, I feel this. And I thought this, and we could do this. And this is how I do, you know, tell me everything. Another question is how's your heart. And that is a gift to me from a friend. So like you have all these perfunctory conversations and you talk about work and you get caught up on everything. And then at the end, someone finally says, yeah, but how are you really that's how, how your, your heart and um, what's best for us and what's best for us has to do with, you know, what you think is best for your ego or having all your needs met and being seen and all of that. And those are all legit things like, yes, please be in a relationship where you feel validated for existing and for your inerrant beauty, please, please. Yes. But what's best for the entity called the relationship or the neighborhood, or everybody that lives in your building, or the world is not necessarily what's number one on your list. So what's best mm-hmm. for us? I forget the fourth
0: question. That's good. That's good. You guys can listen to it. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to shows. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that people put in the chat. Angela says, if you fall out of abundance and love
1: alignment, how do you get back into alignment? Breathe. So first of all, no judgment. Now, this is before breathing. You could breathe first. Don't stop breathing. (laughs) Um, Don't judge yourself for being out of alignment because it makes it much harder to get it back into alignment. So it's just like, oh, I didn't meditate or I was judgmental or I felt this rush of jealousy. Just be like, oh, that's wow, I didn't meditate. Period. I felt this rush of jealousy. Period. Interesting. I'm going to see that with love. And then you breathe and then you ask for guidance. And you focus on your heart. Like we we forget, you know, you're doing yoga. You know what a chakra is. You focus on your heart. You know it's about the heart. We forget like we have this amazing tool. The heart is a portal. It's this doorway that's been built into our body that we forget we can open. It's powerful. Every mystic talks about concentration on the heart actually being the way to higher consciousness. Just breathe into your heart. It really... Powerful, powerful.
0: That's a wonder. Gretchen asked, um, we're going to wrap up here, but Gretchen said, I'm paralyzed with approval. I'm always wanting someone to validate the things I see in myself. How do I get past that?
1: Mm. Uh, You might want to consider going through a period of just validating yourself. And then, and this is pretty straightforward. You could do this for months, weeks, years, where you are just, you're journaling or you're just You're just touching your heart and saying you deserve to be here or great job, or I use this one on a daily basis. I did my best today. I did my best today. That dissolves all manner of self-judgment. And then what you might find next week or a decade from now is you don't even need to do that as much with yourself. It's just, I'm here and I'm living and I'm working and I'm I'm cooking and I'm loving and it is what it is.
0: So the last question, it's cool because a couple people are asking things that are similar. So I think this is a good last question, which is they're basically asking if somebody is difficult or rude or aggressive or just the behavior is not okay, how can we be in a state of like loving and goodness and gentleness and yet have a boundary? Like all that you've been saying, how do you do that? And also know where to say, okay, but this is,
1: This is healthy for me. Boundaries are important. They're part of being healthy and awake. And we have to go through them in our development, being spiritually mature. So I'm pro boundaries. One, we have to just acknowledge that that is difficult. It is difficult running into someone in a store and them asking you to do something you don't want to do. It's difficult being in conflict with your mother-in-law. There's lots of difficulties. So this is, it's hard. Then you got to acknowledge that it hurts Yeah. So it's like, we know it's hard and we know this is such a pain and uh, and conflict sucks. But underneath that is like, this makes me sad. There's sorrow here. I want to connect. I want to be cherished. I want to get along. I want what I want. So there's that my way. This is easier when I'm behind a screen and there's might be some pushback. Now, if somebody comes at me and it's, and it's pretty rare, I got to say, but if someone really spews on me, divinely, my first impulse is like, where is this coming from in you? Like, did your father yeah. scream at you? Are you right. in the middle of a divorce? Like, right. so I just consider like, it's not me. And I'm very aware people are looking for a place to put their pain. Wow. Everybody is, we're just in this big projection palooza. So you know, I had an incident a couple of weeks ago, somebody said something to me in a store and I didn't handle it well internally. Externally I did, but it really bothered me for like a good 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I just realized he just put his pain next to me in yeah. that shopping center yeah. and it helps dissolve things for me. And then I go to the next step, which is Just like I am a conduit of love for my inner child and my subconscious self, I have enough love for that person. I am bigger than that incident. I am the sky. I am love. I am bigger than that projection of pain. And I can just give them some love and peace out, peace out. My responsibility to myself as a daughter of the infinite is to create conditions of healing for myself. So I don't need to say to that person, don't talk like that to me. Although I have done that many times. I remove myself from those situations.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I, I find that you're right. There are moments where you don't have to say anything because if, mm-hmm. if you're just no longer a vibrational match for that, yeah. it, it just stops being Velcro. And then the dance just stops and you just are a match for now something else. It was such a gift to sit with you. Danielle, tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can find you and where they can eventually buy the book.
1: Mm. DanielleLaporte.com. I'm there. I'm on Instagram. I'm on all the socials. There's the book. There's my Heart Centered Facilitator Program. There's my Heart Centered Membership. And I'm here. Oh, and also every Thursday morning at nine Pacific, I'm usually on Instagram doing a prayer circle. That's beautiful. We're jamming about something and we're just together.
0: That's such a beautiful gift to invite people to start to be a part of those Thursday morning practices. I love that so much. You are a treat and thank you for coming.
1: Beautiful space. I'm so happy for all your success. Thank you.
0: I really could talk to Danielle for hours. She is such a fountain of wisdom. Here are the takeaways number one, love is our calling. To be loving in all that we do is to be successful. Number two, if you do your best no matter what, your soul will direct your course. Bake the vision with love. Number three, we feel better when we're generous because that's our natural self. Your true self is generous and forgiving. The default of the heart is always going to say it's okay. This is all part of the infinity loop. To give is to receive. Number four, you don't earn love. You are love. You are a ray of light and the light that is. Number five, focus on healing yourself and you'll heal the world. Accept yourself. That's the most direct route to making the world a better place. Number six, engage with the voice in the basement. Put one hand on your belly, the other hand on your heart, and ask your inner child How can I support you? What do you need? Sometimes the answer is more simple than you think. Number seven, success is the quality of the journey. Everybody starts somewhere and it has to be today. Number eight, you are vast consciousness. You are the sky. The events in your life are the clouds that you can blow away. The clouds don't crush the sky. The events of your life won't destroy you. You're bigger than them. You can love on them and forgive. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I know that there's just so much going on all the time, but especially now. So it means so much to me and we have so many good episodes coming up. So make sure that you are subscribed. It's just free to subscribe. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us along on Spotify. And if you are loving this podcast, it would just mean so much to me if you left a review and if you shared the show. So maybe you can think of someone and you can click that little three dots, that little icon, whatever you're looking at if you're on mobile or if you're looking at it on your desktop, but go ahead and email this link to someone, text it to someone, post about this show on your Instagram and say, Hey guys, like, I think this show might actually do you some good. And it's free, right? It's free. And these kinds of conversations, they can change our energy. They can change our vibration, which changes our thoughts, which changes our biology, which changes the way we feel, which changes what we create in this world. So. I really appreciate you passing it along and I really appreciate you being here. I love this community so much and I would love to see you in person. If you want to join us at our retreat, you can go to kathyheller.com slash retreat and grab your spot. Also, this is the last weekend if you want to apply for my mastermind. There have been almost 400 women who have applied. We accepted into this mastermind about 40. We thought it was a good fit for these 40 incredible people and we are so excited to dive in we start next week this is a six month the highest level program that we offer and it's such a beautiful container if you want to apply and book a call to see if it is a good fit for you you can do that at kathyheller.com slash mastermind i love you so much and i'll talk to you monday